Welcome to the Wood Podcast, the lo-fi skateboard podcast where we talk about where we're from, what we ride, and why we still skate. Brought to you by Foundry Skateboards. Welcome to the Wood Podcast. I'm John Miller, and um, this is a skateboard podcast. You know, we just basically talk about nothing but skateboarding, no pros, no hype, all about the stoke of skateboarding. And today I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm with Dave Watney. And uh, yeah, what's up, Dave? Hey, hi. All right. It's good to see you again. It's been quite some time. Yeah, it has. It's been, what, 10 years? <laughs> I'd add a, maybe one or two I more. Know, you visited back in Austin a couple times. I have, but, but uh, I mean, yeah. you know, you got to do that like COVID subtraction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it 10 years or is it... <laughs> Has it been one year? Uh, who knows nowadays, man. But uh, yeah, I'm just here sitting with Dave Watney, and he's kind of an old school Austin head, even though he's from Louisiana. But um, he spent quite a long time in Austin and uh, really built up a presence there, uh, influenced a lot of people, did a lot of cool stuff in the skate scene. And uh, yeah, I just want to ask him a few questions and thanks for jumping on. Um, no problem, man. This is this is cool. Yeah. So. First, I guess we'll start, and I start this with everybody. I want to hear about the early days. I want to hear about your first skateboard. What got you into skateboarding? Oh, wow! Yeah, what was your first skateboard? Uh, it was a it was a Hobie, like a one Hobie? of my yeah, one of my uncles. Like I was probably like seven years old. One of my uncles came back from California, you know, one of those things, in the early '80s, and he, you know, there, there was this Hobie skateboard he brought, and he gave it to me. And I literally only rode it up and down my grand my grandparents' driveway. I think I've seen a photo of that that you posted on like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was like six, seven years old. Yeah. And uh, like so that was like that was my skate park, you know, that that driveway. Like I knew every crack, I knew every little, you know, yeah. this and that. And and, a little uh, banana board. It was uh, it was it was a, a, a big banana board. It wasn't like a, you know, it was. It was probably, I mean, I'd have to say probably like a, a seven-inch board, you know, which was big for back, you know, for back then. But so that that is kind of, that was the, you know, that was the, the hook. Yeah. And then, you know, I was doing like, you know, like in that picture, as you said, you know, my... I'm doing like a, I got one, one foot on the board and my hands are sticking out. Like I, like I just landed a perfect like backflip or something, uh -huh. you know, like, but it was like a kick turn. <laughs> I was, no, I was just going straight. Uh -oh. Like, you know, like just like, Oh, look, I can balance. Yeah. Hey man, you <laughs> and, know, uh, when you're a kid, that's the shit. Right oh, there. Dude. <laughs> but to get to it though, like yeah. I remember my grandmother, like giving me like, you know, 10 bucks to go get some bread or some shit at the grocery store. And instead of taking my, I was, you know, I was in a BMX back then too. That was in Louisiana, it's, right? Yeah. Okay. Instead of taking, yeah. Instead of taking my bike, I was like, I'm going to take my skateboard. And like, you know, I, I had the driveway master, dude. Like, <laughs> like I was like, you know, it was, I had the driveway mastered. So I take the, you know, I take the sidewalk and then that was my first like, you know, idea of like, oh shit, this is real. You know, I'm hitting all these different like bumps. You know, it was real difficult to get to the grocery store. It wasn't like I thought it was going to be like, you know, I thought I was going to be ice skating all the way through there. So I get there and uh, when I get there, I see these guys like skating a curb. And I, you know, I'd never 
fucking seen that, dude. Like, what? In the 80s? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it's like 1980, 83, 84. And these guys are skating a curb. And, like, everything about it just, it was just so attractive. Yeah. These guys, you know, every, they all had different boards, you know, pink grip tape. You know, they all had, like, the fashion, all that shit. And they were just, you know, all trying different things. And, and I was just, I was mesmerized. I never even made it into the store to get the bread or whatever the fuck. Like, I just watched them for, like, probably an hour and a half. Yeah. And then I went uh, I went back and I tried to tell my grandmother about it, and she was pissed, you know? And, and I, uh, yeah, I fucking went to sleep that night thinking about skateboarding. That was my first time, like, being, like, just, that was the even deep, deeper hook. Yeah. So the next the next day, I, you know, it was early in the morning, you know, because you know when you're seven years old, you get up at five thirty in the morning to watch Scooby Doo and shit. So I got up and I, I went to the grocery store when the parking lot was empty, and I tried to board slide the rail, and I just like pushed at it, yeah. and I just instead of like lifting the tail, uh -huh. I just like jerked my body, <laughs> and I slammed so fucking hard. Wow. And, you know, that was it. I was like, what the? I was like, On what? On that Hobie? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know I had the wrong board. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no idea. And it, was, probably, it wasn't even the wrong board. It's just I didn't know that their shit was better than mine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. In a sense, I did, you know. Like, you know, it was like watching an MTV MTV video, dude. Like, yeah. like knowing, like, oh, shit, there's something attractive about all this. But I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, define it. It's so weird that you remember such vivid details about it. Oh, dude, it's it was insane. Like I remember it to the T. I remember the way the the sand on the asphalt tasted when I hit the ground, dude. Like it was horrible. Like I I, I think I tasted like some strawberry pop or something, you know? Like <laughs> somebody's leftover gum. Yeah, or something. something. Yeah. Okay. But 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 yeah. So anyway, that was it. That was my first. That was it. That was the hook. Yeah. And then after that. Yeah, no, no, that was it. That was the hook for sure. So, when was your first real pro model board? I guess. Um. So I got a. I mean, I got some birthday money, and uh, being the the cheap skate that I was, I got a Veriflex board. I didn't, you know. And it was. And the thing is, is I mean, Lance Mountain Road for Veriflex. You know, like it was a legit company at one point. But like I straight up, you know, it wasn't. There was no Walmart or Academy. No. It was. It was actually at a shop, you know. Okay. And but in, you know, instead of getting the forty nine ninety nine board, I got the thirty nine ninety nine board, <laughs> you know, and the with the you know the shitty parts and because you know because it was still better than the Hobie, you know. Like I, I didn't care about graphics. I didn't even understand graphics. Like okay. that was never even a thing to me. Like and and as someone that paints and draws, you know, came later. Okay, because a lot of people they they buy boards for the graphics. I'm guilty of that. I was never a graphic dude okay. until so after the after the Veriflex board, I uh, you know I need to upgrade. You know, like I was like I need to get the real shit. Everybody's making fun of me. You know, you know everybody's got the Tony Hawk with the clear grip tape with the Morrissey fucking sticker <laughs> like underneath the the grip tape. You know, and I and I got this. You know, I got this Chuck E. Cheese ass board, dude. <laughs> so I ended up saving my money and I got a Rob Roscop. Oh, nice. Which version of it? 
The first one I got, I got the the number two, I think, where the the arms actually out. Yeah, going through. Yeah, yeah. I got that one, and then then I then I then he came out with a street board, and I was a fan of Rob Roscoff because like a lot of people don't know that that big motherfucker could skate street, dude. Like <laughs> he's like six foot two, he's like a linebacker. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, you you should check out uh, YouTube at Street Skating with Rob and Nottis. It's a video that they put out together, and uh. There was, I mean, when I say street skating, they were like setting like 16 foot PVC rails across jump ramps, you know, like shit like that. Yeah, and before the, the, the stairs ramps. and rails. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah, slappies and it was mostly it was mostly like jump ramp stuff. But I got the uh, the one with the face after that. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. That was it. After that, it was like anyone who didn't want to ride their board anymore and like yeah. quit skateboarding in the neighborhood. Because there was a lot of those dudes that just fell off, and I was like, "What you want for that board?" Oh, <laughs> I got a basketball. I'll trade you. Yeah. You know, like. So you built up a skate collection. Oh yeah, real quick. Did you have a crew of dudes that you rode around with mostly? Oh, absolutely, dude. I had, we had. Uh, you throw out names. <laughs> um, I mean, in my neighborhood, this is like, so my parents split up, and I was back and forth from Lafayette to Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. Like you know, bouncing, but we were I, we mainly lived in Monroe. And the guys I hung out with were in this little town, this little uh, area called Town and Country. It was a neighborhood. Not TNC skates. <laughs> it was TNC, dude. It was straight up TNC, but not TNC skates. But it was uh, my buddy Jason Hope and uh, Spencer Cruz, this dude Terry McDaniel, this dude Tim Goodwin, just all these dudes that all went different ways. Yeah. You know, like, but we, uh, that was our crew, you know, like. We, I, we would literally, I mean, back then, dude, we would skate two miles just to go watch, you know, the dude who we thought was cool jump the jump ramp, yeah. you know, because we couldn't even do it yet, you know. But it was like one of those things where you would, I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. Like half of the, half of, half of skateboarding back then was just fucking pushing. Yeah. Just getting, getting to the, the, the store, getting a Slurpee. That was just one of those things, man. Like. Uh, this is like 1986, you know. Like, this is this is when it was like booming. Like, like one guy had uh, search for Animal Chin video, and we go watch it. And yeah, I really get congregated at a person's house and watch skate videos. Oh, absolutely. Animal Chin was kind of a game changer for a lot of people. Oh, it was it was the that was it. Like yeah. you know, everybody wanted to. We would we would watch that and then like skate down the road and you know one of my friends would be like i'm lance mountain and like blah, 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 i'm this person and i'd be like i'm this person i'm like no you're cab because you're short and i'm like all right i guess i'm cab like yeah i'm tommy guerrero you know like, that's what boys do right you know everybody picks their character dude that's what we did and it was fucking yeah that was like you know that was part of it you know it wasn't about tricks it wasn't about yeah it was totally about camaraderie yeah, exactly. And like picking on each other and, you know. It was kind of it just also this way to get away from the, the football, you know, people oh. at the time, too. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, well, no, you had to. Yeah, yeah. No, no, those, those fuckers would chase you. Exactly. You got beat up for being a skater back then, you know. Yeah, I had, Dude, I had this guy like that. So I BMX, too. And I had this guy that was older than me. His name was like, like. I don't know. I can't even remember. Like Rick Cleveland or some shit like that. But he was like badass on a BMX. You know, he's like total like had a mullet when he was 14. You know, like like the you know like probably bathed in skull. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. But he 
but he, you know, we, we were friends when we BMXed, and then we were still kind of friends when I skated. Then he got his license, and I, I remember like one day we were, you know, we were, I'm, dude, I was 13, we were skating this little school called Jack Hayes, which was like, it was this little elementary school that had like, it had all the little spots for us. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was, our, it was like our, like, like our LA high school type okay. school. Curbs, wall rides, all that stuff. It, dude, it had like stuff that like nowadays, like it's a skater's dream. Yeah. Basically we skated the curb, you know, like, but this dude pulls up one day and he's just like, he's like in his mom's like Chevelle or some shit. Like, and he like, Rolls the window down all angrily, cause it's you know there weren't power windows then. I mean there were, but not enough old Chevelle. And he just he goes, he goes get a goddamn car, motherfucker. And I'm like, you know Rick or Steve, whatever your name is. I'm like I'm 13, dude. Like what the fuck? Like you know, and that was, I guess that was like my understanding at that point. Like I was just like, okay, none of these people are ever gonna fucking get this. Yeah. And that's it, you know? Okay. <laughs> so. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. I met you in Austin, and um, I think I met you at the Broken Neck ramp, honestly, or maybe a little bit before that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I was living ramp. there. Yeah, you lived at the Broken Neck ramp. Yeah, I was uh, I was living there. I don't think that's where we met, though, but that's... Okay, I, I think a lot that's of that where was cloudy, but... I, but yeah. I think that's where we became friends, yeah. mostly. So tell me a little bit about how you landed at Broken Neck and then how all that started because Broken Neck is kind of now it wasn't it now it's closed it just got torn down but uh, oh it, it's it's gone through it's definitely it went from a caterpillar to a butterfly for sure you know like or a moth you know like yeah. well, however you want to define the, the metamorphosis you know, yeah yeah like in you know, the cocoon stage and but it so how'd you end up in Austin first and then we'll get to that oh yeah. um. So I would I had lived in Cali for a while, off and on, from like 2000 to 2004, okay. and I was I guess I I was kind of I'd left Cali and I was I went to Louisiana for maybe th four months or something and I, I I wasn't feeling it and I I wasn't even sure if I was leaving Lafayette yet you know I was in Lafayette and I went to in 2005. On New Year's Eve day, or New Year's Day, yeah. I went to a party at Carrie Jackson's. Okay. Uh, Schmolly had invited me, Jason Schmolly. Uh, and I just didn't leave. I just stayed. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. So I stayed, and I was staying with my buddy Jeremy Jenkins, um, who's also from Louisiana, that I grew up skating with, like, since he was a kid, and I was a kid. And I guess, you know, I, I, I got a job working, doing handyman work with this guy. And like, we would literally do like four hours of work a day and go swim. And he'd still pay me for eight hours. And I was just like, well, I'm not fucking leaving here, dude. Yeah, no That's got the gig oh, right wait, there. Oh, wait, I can Shit. see my toes in the water? Yeah, fucking let's do this. So that, that was the hook. And then I also, you know, I had I already had friends there. I already, I already had homies. Okay. So... And that helped, you know, like I already knew like Adam Young and yeah. Lee Brooks. He's and, from Louisiana too. Yeah, right? he's yeah? From, okay. yeah, he's from uh, Lake Charles. Dude, he actually went to junior high in Monroe. No way. I okay. I have a yearbook that we're both in. Did you know him back then? I didn't then? know him oh. back then. I don't think he even skated. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to ask him. Okay. But we both went to the same junior high. But oh, like, that's nuts. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> and uh, 
but I, you know, they were just friends that we knew. Yeah. And, uh, that was it. So it progressed to that. And, uh, I was, I was just starting to build skate parks at that time. So I just kind of made Austin my home base. And then eventually, you know, that was Oh five. And I, I moved in the broken neck to get back to that. Okay. I moved into broken neck. I think like 2008, I was living with Sean Rylander, uh, like, you know, the whole couch thing. And, and uh, on the, on Eighth Street, and it was like, he, I think uh, Donnie McAllister lived next door, and like he lived. So and then I ended up, I mean, I ended up like going to the Broken Neck, and I, it was John Hoff and this dude Russell, and Kess had just moved in, Steve Kessler, and I met John Hoff, and then we realized that we knew other people from like Fort Collins, Colorado, and we clicked, you know, like. And I just ended up, you know, I was like, fuck it, you know, I guess I'll move here. And at the time, the ramp wasn't even done yet. Like, yeah. so Kessler and I finished the ramp. And I mean, I slept on the ramp on a cot. Yeah, like, you were up in that little. For like six weeks. No, before I built. Yeah, before oh, okay, I built before my room. You built that little room. I slept on the, on the ramp, dude, like for like six weeks. You were living like a hobo for a little bit then. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a skate hobo. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was working at, t uh, no, at, uh, at Freddy's place. Yeah. Remember that spot on South Lamar? No. Yes, yeah. No, it was on uh, South First. Yeah, South First, next to the Jovitos. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, next to Jovitos. We used to have the, if it got to 100 degrees, you can get a, a margarita for a yes. dollar. Yeah, the, the price of the margarita <laughs> oh, was. Oh, God, yeah. So I was working there. And I, you know, I wasn't building skate parks at the time. I had taken a break. I didn't want to do that shit anymore. And, uh, and that's it. You know, we finished that ramp and there was all those punk rock shows. And, you know, like, I mean, the parties wouldn't start till 2 a.m., yeah. you know? But the, the sessions there were so heavy. Oh, I know man, you remember. Rowdy sessions. Yeah. There'd be like 30 dudes on the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, it was what? It was a four foot with. A six foot extension, then you added no. on like an oververt. No, or no, 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 it, it was, was a six foot, it was six foot with, with eight foot, with eight, yeah, two yeah. eight foot extensions. Yeah, and then I added an oververt on it, which was weird. It was weird, but it was gnarly. <laughs> but I only the reason I put the oververt on it was because I had poured a curb on the other extension with it wasn't like pool coping, it was just a straight a hard edge. So to let it cure, I built that oververt. Just so, like, people would have something to skate yeah. <laughs> and stay the fuck off my curb, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. me and Kess did that, yeah. Okay. But, uh, dude, that ramp, I mean, that ramp, that ramp killed me almost, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you, uh, busted a, your spleen, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. How'd that happen? Um, I got home from, uh, from work from, uh, Freddie's place. It was like a Friday night, no one was there. And these dudes from Yugoslavia, these BMX guys, wanted to ride the ramp. So I was like, all right, cool. I think, I don't know if like Joe Rich or somebody hooked me up with them. But they wanted to ride the ramp, so I hooked them up with it. And I had already been drinking and partying, you know, like Booker Sugar and shit like that. I don't know if that's cool to say on this. but All open game, man. But uh, whatever, I was having a good time. And then, I, you know, I was, fuck it, I started skating with them. Yeah. I skated with them for like a good 30, 40 minutes. And then I took a break, and then I got up for, like, one more run. That was it. Like, I shouldn't have got up there. And I I guess I was, like, getting some speed to, like, do something. I was getting a lot. You know, I came off of 50-50, and I hit a cigarette butt, and it threw me into the wall. 
Oh, you slid on the cigarette butt. I hit it. No, it yeah. gave me will bite. And yeah, I, I, okay. I slammed into the wall with my arm and my ribs, and and I immediately like threw up and shit my pants. Oh like, man! Like oh yeah, yeah. I went and, like. So I you was, knew like something uh, was. I kind of knew. I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what was going on. I I went and like, like cleaned my butt. You know, like that kind of stuff. You know, like I went like I got as sophisticated as I could. <laughs> and uh and then at the time, you know, and, and I and I was like, oh man, I need to take a nap. And John Hoff was like, no, dude, we got to get you to the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really good okay. that he was there to. Oh, uh, he saved my life. Yeah. If I wouldn't have, if I would have waited, I would have died. They told me that. Like, I mean, I, when I got, when I when I got to the hospital, like, when I, whenever they put me under, they said when they cut me open, I was like, there was like four pints of blood, like psh, that just like gushed out, like yeah. you know, because the blood was like literally crushing my lungs. Yeah. Because I, you know, I couldn't breathe, and it was gnarly, dude. Yeah. It was a gnarly thing. I bet that was pretty scary, man. You're like, shit. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, you know. But you recovered and you're still skating. Yeah, so. somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like I used to, but yeah. somewhat. You know. Okay. I'm not charging it. Yeah. I'm, you know. Well, you know, I, yeah, we're all getting a little older. Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. I mean, do you think your skating style has changed with age, or you know? Oh no, man. I mean, it's my my muscle memory is definitely still my movements. You know, and like the way I, I skate, um, I don't do any of the tricks I used to do, or you know. Um, like I'm, I'm stoked just on a a good little like pivot grind or you know, whereas I used to do all kinds of stuff. You know that like, and now it's just just to get out and push and and cruise around is enough. And and the, the, here's the thing, I had a so I did this, I went uh, worked this this uh, event at Four Down in uh, Dallas recently. Okay. One of the nights that I was there, I was rooming with uh, Darren uh, Navarat, and he had this kid with him, a 21-year-old guy, and we were, uh, the next morning at breakfast, we were talking about stuff like that, and like, and I, you know, I, we both came to the conclusion that like, because we didn't have Instagram and all that shit, you know, we didn't even, I mean, we didn't even really film until way later, but I, we were both talking about how, in our mind, what we think we see is not at all what we look like when we see ourselves on video, you know? Like, and we were both just like, I was like, man, I swear to God, I thought I was like not us the whole time. Right. <laughs> but you don't, you That's know? That's so like, true, yeah. But you see it and you're like, I was like, man, why am I doing that, that with my hand? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I, I swear to God, I didn't eat that booger. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, PJ filmed me skate, skating a couple lines in the bowl today, and I thought I was going so fast, and I looked back at it, and I was just going super slow. <laughs> like microwave time. Yeah. <laughs> like waiting for the popcorn. Dude. Exactly. That shit's funny. So you moved back to um, Louisiana at some time. 2000. Okay, so 2010, I moved back to Louisiana and opened up. I tried to open up an indoor skate park. Okay. And uh, horrible time to do it. Really? 2010 was not a good time for skateboarding. Everything was kind of weird. Yeah. The place that I that I was doing it at was, you know, the rent was insane. Yeah. Um. How's the skate scene in Lafayette? Um. I mean, it's the the thing is, is 
back then, in 2010, it was still decent. Um, we had we still had rippers like DJ Godin was still there, and like he's the guy who no one's even touched it. Who did the switch backside flip down uh, Waldenburg? You know, like there's there were kids there, there's kids who were coming up. Jordan Tronha, who actually lives here now in New Orleans, and he's he's on chocolate. He's fucking one of the one of the most stylish fucking skateboarders in skateboarding right now has his own thing yeah you know um there's there's other dudes i'm sure i'm missing out on some people man but the, the skate scene so for years in louisiana lafayette louisiana was the biggest skate scene really before new orleans before baton rouge yeah no, yeah Who'd have thunk it? i don't know there was something in the water at the time and there was just all these dudes coming out of there charlie thomas shannon may al gibson you know Fucking Jody Johnson, like just all these dudes who were like super good skateboarders. Um, all all were pro, you know. Rob Pierce, so there's all kinds of there's so many dudes. But it just slacked off. And at the time when I when I did my park, it was a, uh, it was completely out of passion yeah. and stupidity and you know, I was I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You know, I I lost my ass on it. <laughs> Like completely lost my ass on it, you know, and and immediately had to go back to building skate parks again. And but but I, I'll say this: it was it was a good time when I had it. It was it was it was good to like push yourself and like see where you can go with it, you know, like um or just to see if I could even do something like that. You know, I never I never I never went to business school or anything like that. I never I went you know I, I got out of high school and went straight to fucking San Francisco dude wow. to try to be a skateboarder and that didn't work you know I didn't know that That's yeah a... <laughs> oh yeah wow. yeah I lived I lived in San Francisco from like uh late 94 to like uh 90 late 95 Did I was you ever from... skate the China banks oh yes <laughs> I skated everything there yeah I skated everything there and yeah but to get back to you the, uh, the the uh, the Lafayette skate scene is still sick. It's it's a it's a great skate scene. Yeah. It's just not what it did. It was it really was. You can ask people down the line yeah. about it, and like you can ask people from New Orleans, and they'll tell you like like some of the old OGs, and they'll tell you like that's that's where everyone was. You can ask Sal Barbier. Yeah. Sal Barbier will tell you like there was something fucked up about that place. <laughs> Maybe it was in the water, man. I don't know. Uh, Urethane in the water. Maybe. Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> the chemical yeah, or, plants around Yeah, there. people just swimming in the bayou, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, some like dead cows or something. I don't know. But didn't you build a concrete bowl up there? I did. Yeah. The Dust Bowl. I built a bowl there. It's and, called the Dust Bowl. In 2009. I did that before I moved. I was still living in Austin when I built that. I built that. Carrie Jackson was on that job. Okay. You know, Austin guys. Uh, uh, Schmally was on that job. Um, uh, Lee Brooks was on that job. Grapes was on that job. It was all Austin Man, dudes. It's all Austin heads. Yeah, it was all Austin heads. Um, it was cool. It was a cool project. Going into the like first meeting, we knew it was going to get torn down. Like the the land that the land that um, it was on was acquired. It was a transaction between the college and the city for another park. And uh, luckily enough, it didn't it didn't happen for nine years. So the bowl was there for nine years. I didn't know it was not there anymore. It's gone. It's wow, a uh, yeah. It's, it's housing for college students uh, now. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
It's terrible. Yeah, they could have left it there. Like, and no, it's seriously like where it is yeah. in the property is a courtyard where they could have just left it there and filled it with fucking water or some shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's 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 unfortunate. Well, I mean, it didn't fit the decor, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, sucks. So, Okay, so then you ended up moving to New Orleans. Well, I, yeah, I moved to New Orleans uh, about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. But but before but I, I was here off and on since probably like 2017, okay. doing stuff at, at Parasite. Yeah, that's what I want to ask you about. Tell me a little bit about Parasite Park, how it started, and I want to know your part in that. And then we want I want to, I want to get to this bowl in the back, like that little pool too. My part came real late. Um, the, originally, it was uh, uh, this guy Joey Mahoney and some other guys that were, you know, I don't, I don't, I, they're gonna kick me in the ass if, if I say they're kind of gutter punkish, you know, but not really. But I don't know, hippies, I don't know what the fuck. But they they started this, they started this foundation next to the railroad tracks, like away from, like not under the bridge where it's at now, but it was called Peach Orchard. And it was all these obstacles that they did. And, like, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, dude. And they just did it. Like, you know, like like finishing concrete with fucking their hands. Pure DIY. Super like DIY, quick dude. bags and just, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, ran a hose from some guy's house or some shit, you know, to get water. So, so when the, uh, when the, I guess the, the, the railroad track guys, the whatever, Louisiana Trans, I don't know what they call it. They uh they were like no you can't do that so they moved they started talking about doing it under the bridge and then that's when like I think it was Joey and uh, my buddy Adam Ludon and some other dudes that's when they they first did there's like a if you go to Parasite in the the Flobo area there's the the big long quarter pipe with a bolt in corner and then it turns into like this spine ramp volcano like yeah. thing that was the first obstacle built there. And then later on, uh, they had the the Red Bull um, the Red Bull Barge series thing that came from St. Louis down in New Orleans, where people from every little city that they the barge stopped at okay. qualified. And so they donated everything that was on the barge to there, and that's where all that's where all the street stuff is. Oh, that's all, crazy. That, all, that was all on a barge. It was all Spawn Ranch stuff. The soda straw. So they did that. The yeah. soda straw was something different. That came, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Okay. That was a whole different thing. It's a piece of art. It was just an installation. Yeah. But they put that in, and then later on, uh, my buddy Scott Wharton and a bunch of other guys from, like, North Louisiana and Arkansas uh, got the, uh, I guess, they did the work on the flow bowl area, which is, the you know, all the... the the tranny stuff, like the extension and the pump pump and all that. They did. They had all that. Uh, me and uh, this other dude came down there and did some shotcrete for him. And then, uh, well, you know, I knew I, I grew up with Scott and Monroe. He's a Monroe dude. I, I grew up skating with him when I was like 13. So I've known him for years. And, and, and yeah. Okay. So back, I've known him for years. back in the Veriflex days. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Exactly. The, the Gus's Ski and Sport was the name of the shop. But um, later on, I mean, we still we still work together. We've still done parks together since. But he, uh, I did that with him. And then whenever it was time to do the peanut bowl, he uh, he hit me up and he's like, hey, man, you want to come help me do this? And 
So I came in and that that, that was my like full time part with the the thing. We uh, we went in there we we demoed like a whole bunch of shit out and built it up and and we added and we closed in the uh, the flow bowl with this big pocket and but the the peanut bowl we got I guess it was a bowl it was a a replica of a pool that's like right down the road. That um, it's such weird dimensions. It's, it's oh, it's insane. It's a it's the tightest, craziest bowl. Like the, the deep end is so small and tight, and the shallow end is bigger. Big which you would think that would be flip flopped. The deep no, end would well, be bigger. The, than the shallow well, it was. It's a replica of a hotel pool. <laughs> so. Okay, all right. And then you, you mentioned earlier before we started that the New Orleans pool cleaning service was yeah, yeah the New okay. the pool service guys yeah and that was uh my buddy Adam and uh this guy Randy, Randy Muller and this dude Doug and some other some other cats uh this guy Ross Cole and who was actually Ross is a dream destroyer he's a, oh, oh yeah he, the, he's yeah, from, he, he's dream yeah, destroyer yeah he, okay. he, he's from yeah he knows uh, Darren and all those yeah. dudes but they uh after Katrina dude they went and cleaned out all these pools and and uh like a shit ton of them dude like and like they were like dude it was like you had to like you had to know the like the secret knock in like Spanish or something you know like or whatever you had to like yeah. you couldn't yeah you, you couldn't get in on those pools unless you were like 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 Steve Alba couldn't even get on these pools dude like but so they, they had uh, the company and they enter the guise of just cleaning pools yeah, and then, <laughs> pretending to be like uh, mosquito uh, abatement or some shit like that you know like we got to get the water out of here cuz you know mosquitoes going to kill people they carry aids and you know <laughs> You're gonna get herpes, like whatever, but whatever their fucking spill was. But they made, they made stickers and like they, they had like you know construction shirts and shit. And like <laughs> so how does that tie with the the, the so, peanut bowl? So the peanut bowl, it was kind of the only size bowl that could fit in the zone where we. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, like it, you, yeah you it's can compact. You can literally run from the deck from that and jump into the road. You yeah, know. Yeah. Like it's it's right there. Like a board could shoot out and like land on a car. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> sure. I hope so. Yeah. So they, you know, they were like, we want to replicate this, and so like literally, we dug it all out and we had it set up, and like I even like I I cut a bunch of trannies out and I'd set them up, and like I had like I had Randy and uh and Adam and all those guys come out and like, is this gonna work? Because some of the dudes were like, make it mellow. Some of the dudes were like, no, no, we gotta make it just like the bowl. Yeah, yeah. Everybody with their opinions. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it's so we we in the shallow end we kind of met halfway, but in the deep end it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a gnarly bowl, dude. It's a gnarly, it is. it's a pool. It's yeah. a straight up fucking pool. Yeah. And I yeah. saw everybody has their own little uh, nameplate tiles going around. Well, it too. Right. Well, because <laughs> the whole thing with parasite is, it's literally. A complete like funded by you know by friends park it's not there's no there's not been the only thing the city did was give us the land wow. okay. or them the land you know I say us but it's a there's a you know there's a committee for the, for all that for you know what's gonna happen next and this and that but like they just they raise money you know they just raise money they did a you know they did a um a whole thrasher thing, whatever, yeah. for some of that money. I saw like some a plaque for like the Ryan Sheckler Foundation that, or Ryan something. Ryan Sheckler, yeah. like the uh, something, the, you know, metal to grind or some shit. He donated all the metal yeah. and some money. There's just so much 
pieces of just random stuff I can tell come from random skate parks or random people's backyards that are just there. Oh yeah, on the, that's called the sunny side on the on the outside part. Okay. That the part that's not covered is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah. They call that the sunny side, and it's just like it's literally like like. Like everyone's fucking shitty ass ramp from their yeah, driveway when they were kids. Shit yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> and it, no, no, and, and people don't want to get rid of it because they want to skate it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it, they're all skate rats, yeah. you know. Yeah. New Orleans is surrounded. It's just there's so many skate rats here. Yeah. I mean, the roads are terrible. You got to have some place to skate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. These are yeah. the craziest roads. Yeah, yeah. So they're filming uh, Fast and the Furious uh, here. Are they? Wow. It's going to be slow and the furious. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, <laughs> Which is what it's like driving here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to have a freaking 4x4 four four to get around here, it seems. It's like a third world country as far a as buddy roads of mine are concerned. That, uh, from Lafayette that, that moved here. He's a city, he's a city developer. And uh, he has a Prius, and he got a lift on it. <laughs> he got a three-inch lift on his Prius, dude. <laughs> I can see why. Um, so I want to ask you a question I ask everybody. What are your three top favorite, uh, three three top skate influences? Oh, man, definitely those fucking dirt bags at the grocery store, dude. Slide in that curb. Um, um skateboarders though and are just yeah you can do pro or can, you can do people you know like I mean, some they, people do, they have do to be only people? pro no like, I, well, you know, I mean, like, no man however you want to twist it yeah um <laughs> definitely one of all, all my friends that i grew up skating with yeah. between lafayette and monroe and austin and you know everyone that i've ever skated with is always that's definitely you know combined into one like stay puff marshmallow fucking skater <laughs> My buddy, definitely one of my buddy Shannon May, who's from Lafayette, is probably like one of my favorite skateboarders from all time. And then, I mean, hey, I mean, I have to be, it's cliche, but Gons, dude. Yeah. Fucking Gons. I mean, a lot of people say Gons, but he, the guy's really affected a lot of skateboarders. Uh, yeah. Infected. Yeah, infected. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I got, I, yeah, I caught, I caught Gons. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a case of the Gons. Dude, I, I still got a rash on my butt, dude. I'm like trying to scratch it all the time. It. Get, the, get that it. shit off of there. Yeah, man. I can't. <laughs> so for the future, what, uh, what, what do you think? Um, it, will skateboarding continue to be a part of your life? Oh, absolutely. Till I die. Like, you know, whether it's next week or, you know, if I make it to 90. Yeah. Oh, dude, I mean, I want to see, yeah, definitely. I want to see, you know, the next fucking eight Olympics, you know? I want to see that shit. You know, I, that's not my type of skating. But you you support skateboarding in the Olympics? I support skateboarding on anything. Hell yeah, man. All right. You know? Yeah. Dude, the women's skateboarding is on a whole nother fucking level, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the new market. Yes, Gu it is. Well, I mean, guess what? They like to wear shit more than we do. I never thought about it that yeah, way. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking grip tape, grip yeah. tape, fingernail polish. Yeah, you know, like whatever. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, like graphics and and you know all this stuff is. I mean, ideal market right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's on another yeah. level, and I'm not not trying to like be chauvinistic, you know, like at all. Like I'm just I'm calling it how it is, dude. Like, you know, as a if anyone that's like trying to market some shit. That's it, dude. Like, you know the. Well, it's always male dominated, and it's really good it's to see a bunch of female male, skaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, and you know what's, you know what, female skaters are gonna go further 
with skateboarding than they will with basketball or fucking oh, soccer. Or, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it'll it's, add a whole different dimension and style to it, too. It already has. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dude, Nora Vakens, how do the fuck you say her name? That chick Nora fucking skates like I do. Yeah. You know, like, she has all my tricks from when I was good, doing good. You know, like... <laughs> That's seen Bombette and some, Martin on the tech Houston yeah. vert ramp dude, as well. Of, yeah, you know? dude, it's <laughs> insane. Like, that's that's the future, yeah. man. Okay, so you see yourself um, kind of facilitating a lot of that and oh, I'm supporting build, I'm gonna, it. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna keep building skate parks and shit for sure. You know, that's always gonna be whether it's like once a year. You know, like who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I, I might be working at Home Depot or some shit like that, and you know, a few years to get insurance or something, <laughs> and then like you know, whatever. But I'm always going to build some shit, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think this is good, man. Um, you got any last words to you know, say to other skaters or young kids coming up? Um, yeah, dude. Fucking drop the camera. Drop the camera? Just go skate, man. Yeah. And also, it. look. Don't whack shit. Just go faster. <laughs> nice. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, thanks a lot, This Dave. has been nice. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Ha, ha, ha.